From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville, Tennessee area, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. We're going to have a good time this week, and I am delighted that you've joined me today. We're thankful to the Lord for His blessings on the weekend. In fact, today, I'm in New England. I'm in Southington, Connecticut. I'm speaking early this morning at the New England Baptist College, and then I'll be back on my way home to Murfreesboro later in the day. Now, we're going to talk this week about what I'm just simply calling a crash course in how to keep us from crashing. Last week and the week before, we looked at people who said yes to God. We saw how that various people made it. In spite of their difficult circumstances, they stood up, they stood true, they did what they should do at the right time, and it made all the difference. And on Friday, I raised the question, what about me? What about you? Are we going to say yes to God? Well, we should. And yet it's very apparent that we all face difficulties, we all face pressure. Now, there are some things that I really, really hope that I can help you with along the way. If you listen to me here on this broadcast uh, from day to day, uh, certainly I want to help you uh, to find the Savior and to trust Him and to claim Him as your Savior. At the same time, if you are saved or if you become saved, I want to encourage you to read your Bible every day. I want to encourage you to pray. I want to encourage you to be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and at the midweek. I want to encourage you to be faithful to the Lord in all of your deliberations and whatever that you do along the way. I want to encourage you and give you some instruction from the Bible about how to stay clean, keep your life morally pure. I want to encourage you to say yes to God every time He speaks to your heart. And I want to encourage you also to say no when other clamoring voices try to talk you into things that you ought not to do. I hope I can encourage you to be a witness, be a testimony, be an ambassador for Christ. I want to encourage you to be a happy Christian. And of course, along the way, there are going to be opportunities to turn to the right or the left. I'm going to encourage you to stay straight, stay true, and to stay at it. Don't let people talk you into things that will be an embarrassment to you and that will be an embarrassment to the Lord as well. So we're talking about a crash course. I mean, just a lot of basic things that will help to keep us from crashing. You know, sometimes things do crash that you don't expect to see them crash. The Bible tells us in John chapter 6 that some of the people who had followed Jesus, they followed him, and after hearing some of the things that he was teaching them, they went back and followed him no more. You say, what happened? They crashed. Now, were they saved? Some of them might have been saved, but you say, well, if they're saved, hey, listen, salvation is permanent. Let's make that clear. Salvation is eternal matter. And even if somebody just really disappoints the Lord, I mean, if, even if they get to the place where that they're backslidden, it doesn't mean that they're not saved already. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that some of those folks just were not saved. They were following along. They were listening, but they had not signed up in faith like they should, and so they just went away. But whatever the case, in both cases, there was some crashing going on. You know, in Colossians chapter 2, there's some real good instruction along this line. I just started to think about how that sometimes, you know, we think everything's in place, and then something comes along, 
and you just don't expect it to cause the kind of chaos that it did. And I'm thinking right now, 2009, just before Easter Sunday, we had a tornado sweep through our town, did a massive amount of destruction. 840 homes and businesses were hit and damaged, and some of them totally wiped away. Some of them office buildings that uh, looked to be very solid, but they got totally swept away. And, uh, I mean, they're just gone and had to be replaced. Uh, Sometimes brick homes totally vanished in the process of that storm. And whenever we walk the walk that we ought to walk, we're going to get hit with some storms. And I make the point here, and I make it often, salvation that the Lord gives is everlasting. If what you think you got when you think you got saved, if you can lose it a day or two later, or a week later, or a year later, then what you got was not from the Lord. Because what the Lord gives, He tells us, is everlasting. It is eternal. But you and I have to be very careful in our daily walk that we don't crash in the sense that we back up, get into things that we ought not to be into, or that we just become lackadaisical and do not grow in the Lord as we ought to grow. So when I'm talking to you about a crash course, just some very basic things that will help us along the way to keep us from crashing. I mean, I don't want you to be a John Mark like the Bible tells us that he was coming right along. He was a saved man, and he got his act together later, but uh, he had a glitch in there where he did not do what he needed to do. I think about Simon Peter, who made that terrible mistake, and in being cowardly at a time when he should have been courageous. Now, these are things that I'm just hoping we can help so that you and I do not find ourselves crashing at some important time in our life. And let's look at this Colossians 2 passage because it tells us some very important things along this line. Early in the chapter in verse 2, he talks about the mystery of God, of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So if you and I want to figure things out, If we want to know what the truth is, if we want wisdom, if we want to be able to make the right choices and the right decisions, we need to learn the things that God teaches us. We need to tap into His wisdom, book of Proverbs, New Testament epistles, a lot of things are available to us. Now, why would this be important for us to note? Well, notice verse 4, chapter 2 of Colossians. And he said, This I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. What's he telling us? The potential is there that somebody comes along and they begin to talk to you about things that are not true, they're not biblical, and they are not where you need to go, but they will make them so attractive, so appealing, they will be so enticing that if you're not careful, you'll go right along. And even now, I remember the 13th chapter of Matthew and how... The Bible said that, uh, you know, not everybody is going to stick. Some people are going to crash even after they have begun their walk with the Lord. They're going to falter along the way, and some of them are going to be exposed, of course, as being false professors. They're not possessing what they profess to possess. And the fact of the matter is, there are people out here everywhere all the time, clamoring voices, trying to talk us into things that we ought never to do. And this verse, number four, warns us about that. In verse five, 
The Apostle Paul said, Though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So it's great that we have the testimony that we have. It's great that we've made a great start, that we've been living for Christ for a year or two or a decade or two. But don't mess it up somewhere along the way by uh, not flying your plane like you ought to fly it. I mean, you may be the greatest pilot in all the world, but one simple mistake can put you nose down and crashing into the ground. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to die. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to not be able to fly again. But at the same time, we don't want you crashing. And this passage tells us some things about that. When it says, verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So you and I need to constantly give ourselves to the work and to the ministry and to church and all these kinds of things so that we get deeply rooted. You know, I mentioned that storm that came through here in 2009. Big, big tornado. Did massive amounts of damage. But the strange thing is there were houses taken away, trees taken away in one lot, and the one sitting right next to it didn't even get a scrap of paper in the yard. Now, we don't always figure these storms out. We don't always know how to explain them, but they come. And what needs to happen is in the midst of all of the struggle and the stress and the burdens that we have, we need to be rooted. We need to be rooted deeply. We need to be built up in Christ, firmly established in the faith, as verse 7 talks about. You say again, why? Well, verse 8 says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, that word beware, that's just a word of warning. It's a word to tell us there are dangers out there. People can do us damage, and we simply need to be alert. There's another little phrase there that I hope you'll latch on to. It's that phrase that says, and not after Christ. There are some things that will be offered to you that has nothing to do with the Lord at all. And some of it will look religious. Some of it will, in fact, be the kinds of things that you'll say, well, hey, you know, that's coming from a church somewhere. It must be good. Well, no, it's not. Because it's not biblical, it's not the way of the Lord at all, and sometimes the world does all kinds of things to get its foot in the door at the church house, and when it does, it's going to take you some places you don't need to go. And this passage says, and not after Christ. I think about my attitude, I think about my appearance, I think about how I spend my money. I think about a lot of things, and I say it needs to be after Christ. And whenever we start down the wrong trail, doing things, dressing ourselves inappropriately, all that kind of stuff, I'm telling you, it's not after Christ. If you do the world's way on that stuff, you didn't get that from the Lord. It's not from Him. The passage goes on to say, And ye are complete in Him. That's a precious passage. Uh, What we have in Christ Jesus is the full package. It is the full story. And you and I do very, very well whenever we pay attention to all that the Lord teaches us. But we have to, as this passage tells us, we have to beware of men because they'll spoil us. You say spoil us? Yeah, they'll crash us. They will cause us to fall out of service, fall out of the church, fall out of the work of the Lord, fall off into a ditch somewhere and get involved in things we ought never to be involved in. And that's why the flag of warning is waved so 
strongly here in this passage when he says, beware of the rudiments of the world and the traditions of men. Now, here's what we're talking about. Every one of us need, like Moses, like Noah, like Daniel, like Isaiah, all those people we talked about the last couple of weeks here who said yes to God, all of us need to be walking that same walk. We need to be saying yes to the Lord at every turn in the road. And if we'll learn some things, and I'm going to give you some more things the next three or four days here on this crash course designed to keep you from crashing, we're going to look at how you and I, too, can become the kind of Christians that are strong, the kind of Christians that are solid, the kind of Christians that don't waver when the wind blows, the kind of Christian that will stand up to pressure, the kind of Christian that will honor the Lord and be happy about it. I said to you at the outset today, one of the points that I hope I can make clear to you day by day by day is to be a happy Christian. Determine down deep in your heart to have the joy of the Lord. Let the Spirit of God work in you to produce that joy, and then let that happiness be reflected. Let your face know it. Let your life demonstrate it. Let other people around you know that you are, in fact, a happy, joyful Christian, and you're not dabbling in the world, but you are turning yourself over to Christ, saying yes to Him, and staying clear of the trappings that the world throws in your direction, and it will throw things at you. We know that. That's why we have the words of warning here in Colossians chapter 2. But anyway, in the next day or two, we're going to do more talking about a crash course to keep us from crashing. And I hope you'll be along these next days of the week. In the meantime, it's always a joy to hear from our friends. And I tell you, it just means a lot to me. It encourages me. I'd love to send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. I think you'll find that very helpful. So write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. So do get in touch. God bless you. Have a good rest of the day. And goodbye for now.